It's like, when do I start taking money out of this? Like, how do, when do I start making money from Amazon? I guarantee anyone, there's about $1,000 to $2,000 worth of stuff. Stick with that type of thing. And, and inevitably, you're just not going to make it in that world if that's the case. So if you had your bankroll of, let's just say, 5 to 10 k to start, what would you do next? Locally. Um, you can build up a massive amount of capital like that. I know multiple people that have made over five grand a month doing that type of stuff. You have to put in the work to yeah. get in the circle. And I know that's not very popular right now, but that's how the circle works. That is a foolproof way to be successful, and that's in any industry. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Side Hustle Experiment Podcast, episode three. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can make your first $10,000 uh, selling on Amazon uh, in 2024, and basically how to build capital for that, how we did it. Uh, we've both done over $7 million in sales on Amazon, so we know a little bit uh, about how to kind of create money and make money on Amazon. And we kind of want to give you guys the blueprint. It's going to be different than kind of, I would say, well, when we talked about before the show, how we're going to present it, then kind of how it's presented. It's not just going to be like, oh, like go to Walmart and do this or that. Like it's going to be more, it's going to be different. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Yep. So I think the most important part that you were talking about just right then is uh, building the capital before, you know, like making the 10K on Amazon. Because I think people have this conception that, okay, I'm going to start selling Amazon, then I'm going to get to 10K profit a month or whatever it is. Yeah. But that's extremely difficult to do because the cash flow cycle of Amazon is extremely long, like 45 to 60 days, depending on like what you're doing. If you're not just straight up retail arbitrage FBM, and even then it's, you know, 20 days, 30 days, some point. So the, the important part is having the capital before you get on there. And unless you're one of these guys that wants to get an Amex and run that up and, you know, then you take out a loan to pay that off, you know, that whole cycle. But what yeah. you should be doing is to building up as much capital as you can to then invest in Amazon and do it that way. I think a lot of people have it in the reverse, but I think that's the most important part. And that's kind of how me and you started, I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah, so when I started, so it was very different. A lot of people always ask me, how do I scale so fast? I was basically, because I started flipping furniture locally, um, I was basically getting a table for $50, selling it for $250, all cash, like making 200 bucks. And I was just doing this on the weekend while I had a full-time job. And by the end of the year, I had like a safe, <laughs> I had like 10K profit in there. Um, and it was just like back and forth flipping tables. And it was quick turnaround. It's like you get the table, list it, and literally someone like grabs it. Like it mm -hmm. was absolutely crazy. Um, just how quickly they turn. And then it's also what I like about that, it's so low risk. Like I remember being afraid. It was the first thing I bought was a set of chairs. It was four dining room table chairs, like totally lied about it. Drove like 40 minutes to go get them, and they were ten dollars. And I was like so afraid to like part with this $10 for some reason. And I don't know. I think it was the fear of like failure. Like you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? I, at the time, I didn't know anyone doing this, right? There was no, no one on social media doing this or that I knew of, or I didn't even think to do it. I was just like, oh, this furniture flipping thing is kind of crazy. I kind of is in that like scarcity mindset. I don't want to tell anyone about this. You know, I'm going to lose it. It just what was one of those things. And I think 
And honestly, that's the easiest way to start. The best way to start, I like to tell people, is start with your house. I recently moved, recently, like five months ago. The amount of stuff that we accumulated had to get rid of. Like, I didn't even have time to sell it. Like, it was more like we gave it away, we donated it. But there is just so much. I guarantee anyone, there's about $1,000 to $2,000 worth of stuff you don't use. I have three Apple Watches, like, sitting on my desk right now that maybe have a cracked face. or But someone would be willing to fix that or, like, figure out what to do with it. Or I think you could sell broken stuff on eBay, too. And probably people buy it, fix it, resell it, all sorts of stuff. Yep. Oh, sorry. I thought I glitched out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. I th how I got started was during COVID. So it was a little bit of different times, a little faster turnaround with my stuff. You know, when you're buying weights for 30 bucks and selling them on there for like 70, it's pretty easy. But it's not like that that's completely impossible today. You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday. He joins a lot of these uh, groups like Bandar and these types of flipping groups. He found these uh, Xbox Series Xs. They were on sale for three fifty at Walmart. He got like two or three, and then he matched prices on Target, on Best Buy, on all these places. Got like twenty Xboxes in, list them all on Facebook for five hundred bucks or four fifty, and he's just printing a hundred bucks, one hundred fifty dollars profit over and over and over. He's made like more money doing that off of one single thing than off of Amazon. You know what? Doing the the normal Amazon sourcing stuff. So I think that that. Just joining some of those groups and trying to get some of those flips and turn your capital around. It's just a quick way to do it. That's a lot of grunt work. I hate doing that stuff because you have to deal with all the Facebook buyers. You have to deal with just all these different things going on. But it is just very simple math. Buy it for 300 sell it for 500 There's not a lot of other stuff you have to do. You don't have to worry about returns. You just have to worry about not getting robbed and dealing with all the Facebook messages. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's one of the big parts for me, too, is just the ease of it. You take, you do it your phone now, the, the Facebook interface, oh, my God, it used to be terrible. I, I almost think you had to do it on desktop. I don't even know if you could do it on mobile when it first got started. But now, I mean, the ease of it is just so easy. There's a ton of people on it. My parents almost love buying stuff on it, like stuff they don't even need. It's almost like a game for most people. Like, oh, I got this on Facebook Marketplace, or it's just that kind of stuff. And I think for most people, it's the most, one, the most low risk, because especially if it's stuff in your house, you could just post it if no one buys it, like that's fine. Or even you get $5 for it. it it's just crazy to me that people, I was the same way too. I thought, oh, you know, it's not worth my time to list something for $10. And when you're just starting, that's ridiculous. Now, yeah. is it worth me listing, you know, a $10 item? Probably not, especially if I only have one of them or don't have a bunch of stuff. If I have, you know, $5,000 worth of Amazon returns, is that worth posting? Yeah, sure, because it's five grand worth of stuff. But I think you just get to that point. And number two, which I always like to tell people, is it's the best way to tell if you even like reselling or want to do it. So if you don't like it on this level, if you don't get that high where you sell something, you buy something for 200 or a hundred and that turns into two, three, $400, you're going to waste a ton of time on money trying to sell on Amazon. Cause if you don't like that initial hit and finding it, selling it, getting it listed, it is just not for you. And that's fine. But you want to find that out as quickly as possible.
Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think there's a lot of people that probably just don't have the whole reselling thing like in them. They don't get excited yeah. by that type of thing. They can't stick with that type of thing. And, and inevitably, you're just not going to make it in that world if that's the case. A lot of the times, that's just how that goes. So, yeah, it's a great way to get a low-risk kind of foot in the door for that type of stuff. And yeah, so I guess – Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, to get started, I would say just like kind of map out a plan. Maybe go around your house, get a box of stuff you don't want or don't use – a lot of the time, I'm like, oh, have I used this in the last year? When was the last time I even used it? And they'll just be like, gone. Pretend you're moving out of your house. And it's like, do you want to take this somewhere else? And that will get a lot of stuff in that box and just start posting it. And I feel like people are just overwhelmed by the posting process for some reason. You're literally, just imagine you're taking a picture and sending it to a friend and be like, do you want this? <laughs> it would be like, hey, I have this Apple Watch. So the title would be Apple Watch, whatever it is, put your three or four pictures, pick a price and just list it and see what happens. And then people are either going to want it or don't want it or make you offers. And then you could decide um, what makes the most sense for you. Um, and then I think a big part of this, and I had, I don't even know where I came up with the system, but I was just like, oh, if I sell this watch for a hundred bucks and make 50 on it. I would take 25 personally and then leave 25 in the business. I was like way poor back then um, and was just kind of getting started and just had like a crap job. Uh, but if I would treat it as extra money and like roll that, just keep, don't take it out because unless you need it to live, um, I would just try to keep it separate this way when you're ready to make the move and take it to Amazon or eBay or wherever else you want to sell, uh, you'll have a nice lump sum there to kind of get started. Yep, 100%. Yeah, that uh, along with just selling the stuff in your house, like I said earlier, I, I would just go to WHOP.com, W-H-O-P. It has a bunch of reselling groups. It has like all these different groups there. Look at the reselling ones. Join a few of those. They're low ticket. They aren't very expensive. Spend like 100 bucks, 150 bucks a month on whatever amount of groups. And just pay attention to all those groups. That's how I got my start with reselling. It's, I don't think it's extremely talked about. Just be careful with what you're buying because a lot of that stuff can be trash and you don't want to get stuck with it. Because a lot of these group owners, if you ever get on Twitter or Instagram and you see them, they talk about uh, our members bought you know 50 grand of this or they're going to sell this much. Well, what happens a lot of times is you buy, say you buy 10 items for $100 a piece and when you buy them, they're selling for 250 Well, you get them in, it drops down to 200 Maybe you sell a few of them for $100 profit, and then you get stuck with like five, six of them. That's a net loss. Like you lost money at the end of the day, especially if you can't move those again. So people think they're like, oh, I made all this money because I bought all these profitable items. But it's just on paper. You haven't sold the items yet. So make sure you're not buying large quantities of stuff that doesn't move and turn it around quickly and try to turn it around locally. Um, and you can build up a massive amount of capital like that. I know multiple people that have made over five grand a month doing that type of stuff. And if you hit a big play, a guy just told me that he bought two Christmas trees. They were like thirty some dollars a piece. He flipped them both for like fifteen hundred dollars or something ridiculous like that. So made like fifteen hundred bucks. So that kind of stuff can just massively increase your bankroll instead of you having to rely on like outside methods or trying to churn your Amazon inventory over every sixty days or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, and I feel it's a real in low impact as well because the math is real simple. You don't have to worry about fees. It's just straight up what you paid for it, what you sell it for, and just kind of 
you get the difference or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that is kind of the key. So, and depending on your situation, how much stuff you have or how much you're willing to buy or, you know, getting used stuff. Like I did use furniture. That's a lot, a lot less capital intensive. And what I would do was I, my, when I started, I put up a hundred bucks. I'm like, I'm not putting more money in. So it was a slow go for me. It was okay. You know, I bought five different pieces of furniture, right? Like stupid little stuff. And then by the end, it's like, all right, I have 150 now. Okay, great. Let's buy some more inventory. And then before you know it, you have a thousand, two thousand dollars. Then you can really like start rolling that. You could do that easily in 30 days, 30 to 60 days. You could easily have like three, four grand, I think. If you're just kind of doing these like quick little flips and really just putting in the work and it does sound like a lot of work, but again, also like selling on Amazon is a lot of work, especially if you're just getting started, like starting selling on Amazon versus going around your house or joining one of the groups you talked about and just finding stuff you could flip locally. It's literally, you could do a juice saying in about 10 minutes kind of set up an Amazon account and bank accounts and all this other stuff. And we're not saying that's not a great route, but I think you mainly want to test the validity. Like, do you like doing this before you kind of take it to another level? Yeah. And, and there's even an argument to be made that you might even be more net profitable doing the stuff we're talking about rather than even running a large Amazon business because you're one, you're going to like have way less stuff to deal with. It's like very simple. You like buy the product and you sell the product and get the cash. It's not, you get a credit card to buy the product, to get it shipped to you, to get it shipped to a prep center or to send it to Amazon and to do all these different things. You just cut out so much of the middle bin. It's just very simple, buy it and sell it. And I've been doing that stuff since I was in high school. I bought fidget spinners, made like $2,000 my senior year of high school, That's bought funny. shoes. I would buy used shoes on Facebook. So I would buy them like all around the country or mostly locally. And then I would get the shoes, clean them up and then sell them on eBay or vice versa. I would buy the shoes off eBay, clean them up mm. and then sell them on Facebook. And that, that made me, I think I did $20,000 in revenue with just shoes in high school on eBay and like StockX, all those things combined. So yeah, it's just, if you want to put the extra little work into it, you're just, you're just kind of arbitraging the whole, the consumer base, not being very aware on Facebook and that type of thing, whether you're buying from them or you're selling to them, because they're, they're usually going to price their goods low and you can make some kind of deal and then sell on eBay or vice versa, buy on eBay sell it to the Facebook people. It, there's just like unlimited opportunities there. And I think that the, the Amazon thing is just that to a larger scale, but there's just way more to worry about. It, it's very simple when you stick with the other stuff. And, you know, I had someone ask me very recently, a lot of this is the same type of guy that I'm talking about here, but he was like, when do I start taking money out of this? Like, how do, when do I start making money from Amazon? And I'm like, man, I don't really know because I've paid myself through cash back and I'll, I'll take money out when I need it. But yeah. a lot of times you're just going to grow, grow, grow. So it's very difficult to take money out unless you get set up with an S corp and you start paying yourself. But when you're doing that local stuff, you can kind of just take money out when you need it. Cause a lot of it's cash or it's a lot of, it's just, you're just depositing the money in your bank account, they're Venmo and you, whatever it is. So it's a little bit simpler of a process overall, in my opinion. Yeah, you, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. And yeah, it's just easier to track that kind of stuff. And yeah, I really like that model to get just your foot in the door, get started. And then kind of, then you could kind of look into Amazon and go from there. 
So yep. if you had, let's just say, I don't know, I like the idea. And I think there's a lot less pressure. So if you have 500 bucks to get started, you do a lot of damage with that locally, for sure. On Amazon, you'd be lucky to get like two or three ASINs with that. Yeah. And then just the time delay of getting it there, selling it or whatever has to happen. Um, you could just move that. You could make that three times over probably before you even get it like checked in and sold. Um, so if you had your bankroll of, let's just say five to 10 K to start, what would you do next? So you're going to open your Amazon account and all that kind of stuff. Is there a business model you would go after? Or would you um, suggest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing, uh, final thing on that previous, if anybody is very much uh, intrigued on doing this, I would say to add in to doing everything that we've said, document it all on YouTube. Uh, I've already gave, I gave John this idea earlier in the year. If you did the Sam Sulik, you guys can look him up. He's doing the bodybuilding stuff. He's exploded on YouTube. You do a Sam Sulik style content. You just talk for 45 minutes to an hour about your day. What are you doing? What are you buying? What are you selling? Because it's not like there's competition like Amazon. You're just selling it locally. You're not competing with other people. You talk about these different groups. You can even put affiliate links from the groups in your YouTube thing to even monetize further. I think that is such a massive idea. If you're like a young hustler and you don't have a lot of money, YouTube video every single day, every two days and do that same thing. You're just going to build your bankroll because you're already going to be doing it. And then people are just going to want to follow your journey because you're trying to turn your zero dollars or 500 bucks into a certain amount. But on the Amazon side of things, uh, I would just do RA, like completely RA uh, and FBM if possible. Uh yeah. I think the biggest thing, like five, even five to 10 grand, it's just not much money when it comes to Amazon. Like you're just not going to see what, if you sell it for 30% net ROI, you spend five grand and it takes 45 days turnaround. You make 1500 bucks in 45 days. Uh, that just, it's just not a lot of money. So you need to do RA and FBM ideally. So you can turn the money around super fast because even if you're getting a 20% net ROI after everything, and turn it around every 15, 20 days, that's way better than you doing 30 to 40% ROI and turn it over every 45, 60 days. You're going to see it. You're going to feel it. You're going to get more feedback. So you're going to mess up less in the long term rather than you just buying a bunch of inventory and waiting and hoping it all goes well 60 days from now. Yeah, for sure. And I, that's definitely, I like that. I actually didn't do any RA. I guess I kind of did because I did books from thrift stores, which is the same concept. You're going thrift store to thrift store, trying to find, you know, scanning everything, trying to find something profitable. RA probably would have been better, I guess, in that sense, because it was the same process. I just happened to get like into books because I saw a video about it. Um, but yeah, I really like that idea where it's just kind of just quick. I think retail arbitrage, I think retail arbitrage is probably going to make a huge comeback in 2024. Everyone's going, I know people who are just absolutely crushing RA. Um, I think RA is just a different beast. Like Walmart doesn't need to mark down stuff online. I mean, all that stuff's in a warehouse and eventually they do. But when it's on a retail shelf and the new Legos are here or the new iPhone or the new whatever... It's like that stuff has to go. There's nowhere to put that. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to like put that in a Gaylord or on a pallet. I mean, I don't work there. I don't know. But there has to be a reason why they just clearance it out. Like, it just has to go. It just makes more sense for them to liquidate it and then move on and like make room for the next great thing. Um, so I do think that's a really great option to do. Um, 
And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would do art. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably want to do OA. I think it just really depends on your situation. So for me, I probably would have done OA over RA because I had a desk job. And I was sitting at a computer all day. Like, I was a copywriter. So I would have had, not that I'm saying it's, like, a great idea to, like, treat <laughs> your side business while you're at work. But I would have more opportunity than going RA and have to bank on these stores being open or going to them after work. I just kind of sit there and kind of like peruse for, or maybe just an hour over lunch, right? If you get an hour lunch break, you definitely source then. Um, so I kind of probably like that idea. And I think over a lot of people too get caught up when they first start too, is it's super overwhelming. And I learned this kind of when I hired a trainer so his whole process was you didn't get anything up front. So he was basically like, hey, like you're getting one workout. I have about 30 different videos about eating healthy and supplements and all this stuff. And he's like, you'll get them within, I don't know, 30, 45 days. And it was like day one. Okay, here it's a workout. So, oh, what else should I be doing? It just kept me more engaged. And then it was like day two, you know, here's how to do the meal prep here. But if I got all of it at once, it'd just be super overwhelming. And I would say you want to just keep it as simple as possible. In my opinion, you should do all the prep yourself and just make it work with taxes. You know, whether, you know, you're in a tax-free state or not for whatever, I wouldn't get a prep center. Um, I would get something like Selleramp um, and Keepa. I'd probably just get those three. I feel like Inventory Labs is... I would get Sellerboard too. Sellerboard is only 20 bucks a month. And you want to know what your numbers are. Inventory Labs is kind of pricey at 90 bucks. Um, obviously, it would save you a lot of time. But again, I feel like sometimes you're just trying to trust or try the proof of concept. Like, does this work? Does this not work? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Instead of going all crazy, you could be what, all in at, what, 30, 40 bucks for that stuff and be yep. able to do pretty much everything with those tools. Yeah. I mean, my, now that I'm thinking about this and hearing you say that my, my honest opinion of what you should do, if you have 10 K, let's say, let's say it's not 10 K that, um, this is like your last 10 K, uh, that you're just investing in Amazon cause you're trying to, you know, change your life. Let's say that you have a bunch of money, but you're like, I want to start this business with 10 K. I would go all over Instagram and all over Twitter and I would watch loads of content from all mm -hmm. these different guys and I would find someone that has some type of coaching or mentorship that doesn't have a bunch of people in it. So someone that's very one-on-one, -on -one, make sure you get one-on-one -on -one calls. I know this because I ran my stuff and I did two one-on-one -on -one calls a week. It was completely idiotic. So if you're on the other side of this, never offer yeah, two one-on-one -on -one calls. Way too much time. Don't but the there. people that got those, the people that stuck with it and weren't just like complete idiots – got so much value. Like a guy just now messaged me. He's at 40 K profit this month. And he, it was the 17th when he sent me that he started my mentorship at 25 K in revenue and he's at 40 K profit this month. They're probably gonna do like 60 some K profit. Uh, insane margins, like 20 some percent margin. Cause he booked two calls a week. He had them booked every single week, Tuesday and Thursday, same time. He would go ask me loads of questions. He took everything from my brain possible. And now that guy's just completely changed the trajectory of like any business he ever does. So I would go, I would spend whatever it is on some type of coach or whatever, and don't do a big program. Like do not do that. Do one where you can kind of 
get the most bang for your buck out of someone. That's who you want to look for. That's who me and John looked for when we were doing our private label thing. And I'm sure if we were more adamant with sticking with it, that would have been way more valuable than us paying like Kevin Pack or somebody or whatever one of those guys. Like those guys have millions of people in their program. Like they're you're never going to see them. So focus on someone that you can actually talk to and just extract all the value. Ask them a ton of questions, bother them, do that because you paid them. So they owe you that. And you will get value from it. And it's worth it to spend half the money you have on it because that person is yeah. just going to tell you everything. Like, and be like, hey, what else do I know? What else do I need to know? Teach me every single thing. Get the calls recorded. Watch the calls back. That is a foolproof way to be successful. And that's in any industry. It's not just Amazon. That's what I'm doing with the, the thing I'm doing now. I just paid somebody this morning $4,000. I'll probably end up paying him six if I need it. I'm going to just listen to everything the dude says, go through the thing, and I'm sure I'm going to be successful with it. Like they, these things are very valuable, especially if you get the one-on-one access to people. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I'm about to spend a bunch of money on coaching stuff or courses around probably like probably buy a podcast one, a social, like just different stuff. And just knowing it, I think it's hard for people to wrap around because there's like been so much shade thrown at Amazon coaches. I mean, we were both Amazon coaches. Like I still do one-on-one with people. Um and I felt like weird about it at first because it's a like, first of all it's all for me it's a lot of pressure on me I feel like I like spent three four years of my life you know giving out free content building value and the last thing I want is people to be like oh he ripped me off he doesn't know what he's talking about so it's a really high for those of you I feel a lot of people think you know as a coach you just get all this money. And there's no pressure on you. Like all the pressure is on me. Like I want to over deliver. I want to make sure you get like value. And you also have to realize on the flip side of that, I'm giving it my all. And some people just aren't doing the work. And that weighs so much more almost than the people who are getting the results. Cause it's just like, what did I do wrong? But there's only so much I could do. Um, <laughs> but I realized that when getting the trainer, it was just, Hey, you have to take advantage of it. Like I'm at the gym and I'm like, I put my phone up and be like, this feels wrong. Like, what am I doing wrong? He like sends back a thing. Oh, like your back is bending here. Like, don't do that. Hey, I'm at Texas Roadhouse. Like, what would be the best thing to eat right now? Like, you know, tomorrow's way in, like, but I got to go out for business or whatever I'm doing. What should I eat? Or supplements. Like, this guy has, I think he said four closets full of stuff. What do I get? The best one right? The ones, I don't have four closets of stuff. He's like, these are the best ones I've tried. They're working for me. So I'm good with that, right? I'd have to spend five, six grand. Like supposedly some of this stuff's really nasty. I've never really, luckily I've been fortunate not to take anything that's gross because I'm just taking what he's taking. Um, But that saved me time. Like I've never taken supplements before. So it's just like dumb stuff. Like, I'll give you, you know, you're like more into this, but it was just like, oh, like tomorrow's cardio. Do I still do like the intro workout and the post-workout drink? He's like, no. No. He's like, only lift days. And I, I felt so dumb, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I've never done it before. So I thought it was a dumb question, but I was like, well, he said, text me whenever he has a question. I've learned so much doing this. So I think it also takes a lot of, I guess you got to be humble in the the process because most people who want to do this stuff or make money on the side usually from my experience are kind of doing something else 
where they're successful at, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't like my job, but I was successful. Like, I got promoted. Everyone liked working with me. I was very, I was a very good copywriter. Like, there's no doubt about that. But you know, I had ambition to like move up in the company, and then you know, when I got my first taste of reselling, I had ambition to grow that. So, a lot of the times when you do have that ambition, you just Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm a good copywriter. Like, I'm I'm going to be stupid. He's going to think I'm dumb. But you also have to realize that other coach, most likely, if you have the right coach, like, if I called him right now, he'd, he'd stay on the phone, like, two hours. Because he loves it. He's like, oh, like, get this, or don't do that. Like, oh, I just got this new rope, or this new that, or blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, talking to me with Amazon. I could go, I could talk for hours about Amazon or like me and Drew get on a Zoom. We talk for three hours about oh digital marketing or this or that. It's just like time flies, and it's not like oh man, like I wasted three hours or Drew is like oh like I have so many ideas, like I can't wait to do this or that. Um, so I think that is like one of the big things. If you're gonna pay for like a mentorship, definitely do it and kind of do it. I have mixed feelings about this because how I got the trainer. I was like, oh, I'm so sick of, you know, I keep saying, you know, I'm going to do it and not, I'm going to eat healthy and this and that. And I would just never do it. And it was literally Saturday night and I just like ate like pizza or something. I'm, like, I'm so sick of that. I literally just like, cause I was following him on Instagram cause he goes to my gym locally. I was like, I'm booking a call like right now. And cause I was like, I knew if I didn't book it, I probably wouldn't do it the next morning. And then I booked it for the next day. And then I was like, I remember waking up like, you're so stupid. Like, why did you book this call? Like, kind of thing. But I did. And like, I talked to him and I was like, I don't know. This guy gets me. I kind of like him. He had like a plan mapped out. And I'm like, all right, like, let's do this. And then I paid for, he had like a three and a six month. And I just went over the six month. So I think sometimes three months. So I did 75 hard. And I'm not saying 75 hard to not work. But I just kind of went backwards after that. It was like, oh, I did this for 75 days. Like, it's time to celebrate it. And then, like, slowly but surely slip back. I think you could do pretty much anything for 90 days. I almost think it's the, after the 90 days where it gets kind of, like, wishy-washy. Um, whether you stick with something or not. Because it's like, oh, I hit this big milestone. But I'm thinking if I could stick with this for six months, that'd probably be the longest, almost, like, fitness thing I've done. Um and I think you also have to break it down. I feel a lot of people, like what I just said, six months are, oh man, like six months. That's crazy. Like if you're working with like either one of us and you get two coaching calls, that's 12 calls. It's 12 hours over six. That's nothing. Like yeah. six, the tw 12 calls. Like that's not to devalue the service, but I'm saying like in general, like when you talk to one of us for an hour, like we're so like on it, like you don't need more than that. But, it's not six months. It's like an hour of your time. And if you just apply what we say in the hour, you'd be like so much better off, but you just have to realize it's a longer term investment. Yeah. And the, the whole, like we're promoting these coaching things, but like, we're not, I, I just got a call a few nights ago. Like if somebody had booked a coaching application call, I don't even know how he got it. Cause I thought I deleted the link and I, I got on the phone with him and I'm like, dude, I'll be honest. I just don't even want to do this anymore. He was probably fully prepared to pay me as well. And I'm just like, I'm going to be honest with you. Join this group. I told him to join RBOPS. I was like, I might have something next year that I come out with, but I'm done coaching. I don't want to do that type of thing. 
from what you were saying, just all the pressure that gets put on you with it, like you do make money obviously, but it's just a lot of pressure that gets put on when you see like people fail and see, I thought that I was going to do it. And I'm so, the reason I even started is because I talked to all these guys behind the scenes and I'm like, I'm like one of the most knowledgeable people about sourcing and finding products in this entire like industry. And then I started teaching people and they just couldn't understand what I was talking about. And I'm like, wow, I'm just watching people fail. And then I started, I realized eventually a lot of people don't know this either. The failure rate in these coaching programs is extremely high, no matter what. So that this is something that I don't think I've heard anyone talk about. The average is the square root of the program. So if there's nine people in the program, three people win. If there's 20, five people in your program, five people will probably succeed. So that's 20 losers out of 25. That's just the reality of it. Luckily, mine's way higher than that. I think my percentages is actually around like 65, 66%, which is pretty crazy. But that's because I worked myself to death to make sure everybody would succeed and still had failures. Like that's just the reality of it. So that that's just a part of the, of the running the coaching program, but I'm still super high on joining them. Like I would, yeah. I would recommend that for over anything. You just need to pay for that kind of thing. Like a lot of people will say they're scams or whatever. And there's, there's like, there's an element to that that maybe it's a bit of a uh, selling you the dream. I think that's just kind of America's thing. They just sell you the dream. They kind of lie to you. That's like everything. You got to sell the vacation. You don't sell like sitting on the plane, going through TSA and like, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But that's just like, that's the reality of it. And I would still invest into a lot of that stuff. There's just no better investment you can make a lot of the times because it might seem like a lot. Like let's say somebody has a $5,000 program. You know, that's a lot of money to pay up front or in a payment plan or whatever. But your potential of 10X and of 20X in that money is very high. No matter what, as long if you get to talk to that person. Like I've generated over 4 or $5 million on Amazon. And you pay me whatever to to learn everything in my brain, all mistakes I've ever made. It's just a no brainer. And I, I used to hate on the programs too when I first got on Twitter, that kind of thing. But it, you just learn that that's just like a that's like an Amazon seller thing. That's just like a bunch of weird guys yeah. on the internet that just don't understand the internet. That, I, I realize that. It's just a bunch of old guys. Super interesting because like there really is no, from what I know, like I've always been into personal development. And no one's like, I don't think anyone's really hated on Tony Robbins. Of course there's some, but I've never taken any of his stuff, but it's not like if he was an Amazon guru, he'd be like getting his ass kicked every day on Twitter. Wouldn't it be weird if I was like, oh, you paid for a personal trainer? What an idiot. It's like, dude, what do you mean? That's like a huge industry. That like duh. If you if you can't stick to your diet, you can't stick to your training, you have a bunch of questions, what else are you gonna do? Just like that's an obvious to me that like a personal trainer is the best way to go and look at all you've learned from the personal trainer. But for some reason in the Amazon space, it's all weird. And I thought that too, but I just, it really is just a bunch of old weird guys that just don't, I don't think they fully understand how the internet works. I really, I really think that I don't think it's out of, um, I think it's just like, like just not stupidity, but ignorance of just like all the other industries on the internet. There are coaches, there are courses, there are programs. That's just normally how it goes. It's just an education industry. Like think about you pay for college, you go to high school, you grew up in school. Obviously education extends and it's going to extend off that. Not not say there's not scammy stuff that goes on or whatever, but the Amazon stuff gets a lot of hate for that. And I, 
I just truly don't understand it because a lot of people like guys like Ty Lopez and those guys made a lot of their money off info and they'll talk about just, that's what all you should do is not, don't even sell on Amazon, just teach people how to do it or something like that. Cause it's higher margin to do that. It's just, it's just a weird thing that I guess people just don't talk about really. And I don't, I don't understand it. I really, I really don't. I just think it's out of ignorance, but I could be wrong there too. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think you just want to look for, I guess, might as well go here. If you're looking for a coach, I think you just want to look for someone who wanted, is getting people results. Like you'll see it shared on Instagram. And I know we talked about the failure rate could be like really high for this stuff, but you know, it's just like anything else. Like yeah, that's people will fail or, you know, only so many people can get promoted in a job, right? Like maybe eventually, but most of the people don't want to do what it takes to be, the VP or the CEO, they just kind of want to go there, get their pay raise every year, or whatever the case may be. And that's what they want to do. And like, that's fine. Um, I think too, you, you want to see that. This could be a controversial one. I feel like you want to see them active or at least have seen like numbers or they're making shipments or just something that like shows that they're in the game. Um, yep. You could measure that all sorts of different ways. Um, like, I guess a good one would be like, if they're at networking events and stuff like that, obviously they're in the game, they're doing stuff, they're knowledgeable, you know, they have a YouTube channel, like I have over four, three or 400 videos, like obviously I'm doing something, right? I'm just not doing that for fun, uh, to like fool people, right? It's just mm-hmm. not how it is. And then I feel like you want to just, you want to go into it. Like we kind of just talked about it. Like with my trainer, I knew really right off the bat, I keep saying my trainer, I don't want people to get turned off about this because it's the same exact thing. Instead of reselling, it's fitness. All their principles are the same, right? It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter. And I think sometimes people, me included, you just can't wrap your head around. Sometimes you just think you're different and you're not. It's You just have to be able to apply okay, this is a coach for fitness. This is a coach for Amazon. Like it's all the same. Like you're like, you might have this like little different circumstance or whatever. Oh, there are like no Walmarts by me. Well, maybe there are targets. Maybe there's Ross. Maybe there's like, there's something by you. Like there's something, or you go online or you do Facebook market. Like there's all sorts of stuff. But I think a lot of people kind of could get caught up in that. It's like, oh, well, easy for John and Drew to say. Easy for them to do $5 million. They, you know, live here. They live there. Or they do this. Or, you know, they're on podcasts with the biggest people. It's like, how do, where do you think we started? Zero. Yeah. Like, yeah, zero. I, looked at John I didn't even know just... Drew until a year ago. <laughs> Like, I thought you were I thought you were a celebrity till about a year ago. I was like John's like one of these big now I'm on a podcast with like yeah, you all still like it can change so much in the course of just not even a lot of time. You just you have to keep putting the work in. And one thing huge that you just said there with the personal training stuff, this is something I've kind of learned through all the things I've learned in the past few months, is a lot of people that are buying programs, whether it is Amazon or personal training, it's kind of their it's this it is like not metaphorically the same thing it's like literally the same thing like they're paying for the thing because they have a need or a want in life you know i'll give a perfect example of this let's say it's somebody who it's a guy and he just can't pick up any chicks no matter what and he doesn't know what the reason that is so the guy's here and he has no chicks and the chicks are here so he's trying to get there 
and something in the middle is like stopping him from getting these chicks. And this could be Amazon FBA because it gives him money, or it could be personal training because it makes him look better, or it could be a dating coach because he doesn't know how to talk to women. All these things are actually replaceable here. Like it's not even that it needs one thing. Now there's, if you're already an Amazon seller and you're going to specifically get, you know, coach for Amazon, that's different. But a lot of times if you're just brand new to this space, you can basically pay for anything. If you're the type of personality, it's probably going to work out for you. And if you're the other type of personality, almost nothing's going to work out for you. It's like, that's kind of just the way it goes. Because a lot of the times it's just like a pain point in the middle that you're trying to get to some X goal at the end and you can replace any of that and you'd be fine with it or you wouldn't be. Either maybe your your thing at the end is just not important enough for you to stick with anything in the middle. So that's like a large point with those coaching programs and stuff too. It's like, no matter what the industry is, it's all interchangeable. And, and if you have the right person talking to you and the different marketing from all these different people, it's like you can be convinced that anything else could be your problem. You know, you could have a complete money problem and I could convince you that you just don't know how to talk to people, you know, just like the way that sales and marketing and these type of messaging goes. And that's so much sauce right there. If, if people can extract that message down, you can make loads of money just by what I just said. Other thing, one of the biggest things I've noticed with successful, even people I've coached who have been successful, you're almost buying. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example because it's not us. But someone like Hermosi, like he launched a coaching program. I would definitely buy it. I don't even know what it would be about. But you have to realize 10 years from now, you're not going to have that opportunity. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to pay him like $10 million to get in the room with him. But at this point in time, like it's just like Tony Robbins like 20 years ago. Like he might be willing to come on this podcast or willing to do certain stuff. But now he's so far like successful and removed. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of people see oh, uh, blah, 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 like, how do, why does John answer their questions and not mine, or how do they get on the podcast or whatever? Most of the time, it's because they did what I said. And I'm like, yeah, I want to give you more advice. Like, you're actually going to do it? Like, there's so many people in the DMs. I love Instagram so much because it keeps, like, the conversation like an email, if you keep getting emails, it's not connected. And it'll just be like, oh, how do I get started? Okay, here's like five videos on YouTube. Watch that. And then let me know what questions you have. Two months later, oh, hey, uh, you know, where where can I get a prep center? I was like, you guys, did you watch the video? Like, I know right away, just by the questions that are being asked, it wasn't like, oh, I'm getting order cancels. Or, hey, like, pl- like, it's just so obvious that they didn't do the work. And that's like, I don't want to help you. Like, I already made, I sent you three or four hours of content I did for free. That would get you started. And then you come back and you're just like, hey, what about a prep center? It's like, you haven't even bought anything. There's a, this is a, and if you do anything or watch any of my content, you know, I'm not telling you a prep center because it's just horror stories. Number one. Number two, that's just not how it works. If Drew asked me for one, I would send him one. But it's just not how it works until, like, you're kind of, like, in the circle. And that's not to, like, say to poo-poo on anything like that. It's just, like, you have to put in the work to get in the circle. And I know that's not very popular right now, but that's how the circle works. The the, the thing about, like, listening and then not repeating questions or not, you know, 
not actually watching this stuff, really when you're talking to anybody, that really makes people extremely angry. And I've noticed it because I fell victim to it. And then I saw someone that was in my coaching program earlier this year. So I had someone helping me. So he would get on a call with the, with someone and then I would get on the call with someone. And we would give them two calls a week. So they got two a week with both of us. And uh, there was something that the guy kept asking the other person working with me just over and over. And I'm like, uh, I'm not watching that. I'm not on the call with him or whatever. And he knows me so well that he's like, I know Drew has already told you this. And he was like, I actually know it so much that let's go watch back your other call with him. And I bet he told you this answer. And they he pulled it up live on their call, our call. And was like, yeah, see, he just told you that there. Did you not listen to him? Like, you have the ability to rewatch this, all this different stuff. But that's like such a frustrating thing. If you're not, I try to take in every little detail of anything anybody tells me. Like I just work with someone, I paid him 10 grand to work with him. And everything he told me, I would try to just memorize it. And I would be like, I could never ask him the same question again. And I, I like caught myself doing it a few times. And I'm like, I'm such an idiot. I'm probably pissing this guy off so much. But that's just like, you just listen. Just listen to people, implement the stuff. If it doesn't work, then ask him. But usually if they're telling yeah. you something, it works. Like, I was going to say, like, oh, if you're doing it or there's like some things that I just, there is this one like exercise again. I just could not get it. Uh, I just don't understand this. It was like one with like dumbbells. It was a spl- It was just so complicated, and I was just like, I just don't like. Can you like send another video or whatever? And like eventually he did, but it's like I'm trying it. Like I sent him videos of me doing it, so it wasn't just like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, yeah what do I do? It's like this is what I'm trying. Like the weights are falling off. Like it was just like. Almost something where you bounce on a bench and you have the barbell on your... It was just, like, a mess. And I was just, like... And he's just, like, you. I'll make a video for you, but do this other thing for now. Uh, but it's, like, I tried. It wasn't working. He could see I put in the effort. But then he was also happy to help. It wasn't just, like, uh, can you send me another workout? It was, like, no, like, this is where I'm struggling with. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I think that, too, that's, like, a, if you could just show the work that you're mm-hmm. doing... I mean, you're definitely going to get help, like, for sure. And there's yeah. other people, too, that are in the – most of the time in coaching or, like, have learnings uh, that they could share with you that's actually even more helpful because they're kind of at the same, like, starting mark you are at. And yeah. I just think in general you just have to be humble. Like, I, when I was coaching, I learned so much from the students, right, because I'm giving them these basic things. They're telling me – like, oh, have you ever heard of this store? Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this brand? I'm like, no, no, no. It looks legit. Everything's checking out. And it's just like, well, I didn't like think about that. And I think everyone just has a, like, things differently. Um, what, and you just have to be able to kind of like apply that to your mm-hmm. business. And I think that's kind of where probably a lot of people fall off when it comes to coaching. It It just can't be super spoon fed to you like there it's it's spoon fed but it can't be like if you can't eat carrots you have to figure out that you could eat corn right you know what i mean like you just have to be able to figure it out like oh i can't eat well what's another vegetable you could eat like just eat that vegetable same thing you know what i mean and i think that's where like a lot of people get in trouble and it's just like well these other people do this and it's like no like this whole business now that I think about this, like, I feel like this probably wasn't what we were talking about, but like, we're just in this like kind of role now. I think this whole business really selling on Amazon is just 
Overcoming obstacles and pivoting. Like, it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with like, like yeah, you're buying and selling stuff, but that's legit what you're doing. Oh, I got an order canceled. Okay, like what do I do about that? Like, oh, this happened, or I can't sell this, or I got bad feedback. You're just constantly taking like a step forward and maybe like half a step back, and then a step forward, half a step back. And eventually you're going through the path. And I think that's kind of why like mentorship is definitely important. And obviously we don't coach anymore. So yeah, yeah there's like, we're we're in, like yeah. maybe in the future we'll do something together, but as of right now, we're not, but it's just like, as we said, we've spent five, $10,000 on other things outside of Amazon, you know, to get help. And, you know, if I had to start out, yeah, I would get a program, honestly. It, yeah, it's just such a no-brainer. Like, it really is. If you – I heard two things on this. Hormozy talks about this all the time. Like, the the only thing that's – like, what's it costing you for making a million dollars a year? Yeah. Like, not fifty grand. So, you know, that's the – that's a good analogy of that. And Hormozy doesn't even sell anything. So, it, it's like for us saying this message, Hormozy saying it's like – there's no, we're not giving you a sales letter here. This is just the reality of the situation. And and what I actually do, I've spent like $25,000 on coaching in the last year and a half because it works. And then there's another thing. There's a step-by-step process. As long as you're not in a complete scam of a program of just, you do X, you do X, you do X. And if you stick to this process, you will get X result, no matter what you just stick with it and realize too, what you're saying that it's like 95% mental. It's just your ability to not freak out. Like I'll watch people implode. I've watched so many, I could talk about all the coaching stuff I've done and I will do this one day. It's basically just a psychology masterclass of these different personality traits, these different kind of like IQ levels. I can just tell different things about different people. And I've watched people just implode because they just cannot handle the mentality of everything. But really, if you just stick to it, stick to it, uh, you do this, do this, do this, you will win no matter what. It's just all mental and just all just do not give up and do not freak out. Just keep doing things and try to overcome obstacles, like he said. And you'll yeah, win at the end. Like what we were talking about before the call, I was like, this last week has been absolutely insane for me working out. Like, I'm just hitting all these new PRs. And I was like, the six weeks prior was like just a big slog. Like, is this working? Now, every week, like, weight is going down. I'm able to lift heavier. And I was just like, well, because you've been doing it for like the last eight weeks. And on the surface, it looked like it wasn't working. You know, my body didn't look as much different as it does now. And I think it just keeps like slogging along. It's like, well, eventually, if you just keep going to the gym or eventually if you keep walking 10,000 steps, like eventually you're going to like figure out why am I not losing weight? Oh, well, maybe you're eating wrong or maybe you're doing this or maybe you're doing that or you're not finding anything. That is like probably the most I can't find anything. I can't find any profitable product. They're, they're out there. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of products like on different websites. Yeah. Is it stuff harder to find today? Probably, but people are finding it. People are, you know, they're doing it. And I think it's just, it's definitely easier to be like, Oh, I didn't find anything yesterday. I probably won't find anything today. And I like to tell people just shoot for one thing. I always yep. do that when I was struggling with sourcing. It's like, come on, just find one thing. There has to be one thing out there that I could find and that usually would be able to push me through and be able to find the next thing. Instead of being like, oh, I have to spend 
That was my biggest problem at first. Oh, I gotta spend two grand today. It's like yeah, that, that's the thing. That's like, like that, that, was, that was that screwed me up so much. It's like just find one thing. We'll that's worry awesome. about spending two grand later. Let's find one thing. It's like all right, great. Spend two hundred dollars. All right, great. What? Let's find something else. Oh, cool. Just spend five hundred. All right, we're at seven hundred. And just kind of breaking that down instead of just being like, shit. Uh, I'm still eighteen hundred dollars away. I'm still fifty. That's like the wrong way to look at it. You got to be like, hey, let me just pick up one. And it it's almost like going to the casino in a way. It's like you'll run hot and cold. Like I'm not a big gambler or whatever, but there's just some days where I could spend ten, twenty thousand dollars. Other days where I'm only spending like five hundred, and that just and it just, but eventually it just like bounces out. Yep, a lot of the. That's an interesting point to bring up too. The spin goal thing. I always hear people talk about that. That's just like not the way it works. I, I don't know why that's such a talked about thing. I get it hypothetically. It's perfect. You know, you you spend this much a day and then you spit yeah. this much out. It's just all perfect. And that's not the way that works. You're not going to spend the exact amount each day to do that type of thing. You're going to, like you said, you might go three days in a row and not find anything and then spend like 10K in a day. That's largely how it works. It's not every single day you spend X amount and then you get X at the end. That's not how that works. It's a very windy type of road. And that's just like how, that's how all business works. I don't know why people think, I think the marketing of Amazon, like a lot of the, the guru type of talk just makes it overly simple to what it is. It's not yeah. as like, simple as what it makes it out to be. It's just like any other business in terms of inputs and outputs. It's it just, it's windy. It's not all straightforward just like no business is, you know, every time you solve a problem, another problem is going to come up. It just never stops. No problems ever stop. It's just the way business works, especially Amazon, because it's all so vague and ambiguous. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's why that's kind of like the rule of thumb. Whatever you spend, like you, if you times that by two, that'll be your sales. It's because it's just really hard to wrap your head around the numbers without like kind of like a rule of thumb with that. Um, that does seem to be pretty true, but margins are all over the place. Kind of when you kind of go by that kind of stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. That's something else I was going to talk about. Um, oh yeah. There, there's a guy, uh, you were talking about the, um, just putting in the work every day and yeah. that type of thing. There's a guy, um, called Nick Cosman called Nick. His name is Nick Cosman. And, uh, he does something called gross growth consulting and it's where, he kind of takes over the sales and the marketing for these SaaS companies and blows them up like this. And I've been like on a huge binge of this guy because he's really, to me, a, a genius. I'd love to talk to this dude one day, but he has a a program that is, I think it's 15K and you get on his website and it's just like you submit your name, your like LinkedIn, your Twitter and your last name, whatever it is. And he talks about his program is you will write copy, you'll write like a sales letter. And if you don't know what that is, that's either like a VSL, which you're writing a script for someone on a camera like this talking or you're writing just a email sales letter or a website copy or whatever it is to try to get people to convert to buy the product. Well, he says that like the program is you write a sales letter and you send it to him and then he tells you what's wrong with it and then you write another one and then you submit it to the whatever company you're working with and then you just keep doing that and there's just like nothing else that you just do the sales letter, you send it to the company, you see how it converts, you send it to him. He critiques the sales letter and then it just all goes over and it's just such a simple process. And it's like, just keep writing the sales letter over and over and you will get good at copywriting and you will make sales and you will help this company. 
And it's just like a no-brainer over and over. And it's just a funny concept to be – that could be how you run like an Amazon program. It's, you just say you do X method and then you send me what you find. And if it's bad, then I tell you it's bad. And if it's good, I'll say it's good. And that's kind of how I run my stuff too. I'm like send me 40 ASINs a week and we'll review them on a call. And that's how it will go every time. And that was a pretty good metric at the beginning. I had more people successful when I had that metric in place. It was 40 ASINs a week. You send me 20 that are 8A or 20 that are keep a product finder or whatever it is. I'll judge him. We'll go from there. And that's kind of how he like runs his stuff too. And I think that is a simple way to kind of get there. It's just, you just put the work in. I'll tell you if it sucks or I'll tell you if it's good. And then we'll move on from there. Yeah. Cause I think that's, that's the best way to learn. Cause I was actually, I don't know. Someone found one of those coaching links and booked a call and I was like, oh. and I was doing it. And I was like, you know what? Why don't you like, show me like three or four you found today. And we went through them and it was like, oh, boom, boom, boom. Like, here's, no, I wouldn't buy that because of this. I wouldn't do this because of that. Oh, that's a good one because of this. And that's so much easier to, like, wrap your head around because, I don't know, a lot of stuff is different. And there's just there's a lot of this, I don't know, there's just so many different situations that you just can't wrap your head around. Yeah. Where you don't know what you don't Like if does it sell or like, you know, review, like just higher level stuff. That's hard to, I don't know, contextualize without like seeing it. And it's not always easy for like a coach to find an example of that just out of the blue and just kind of show you, but once you could show, and then it also forces you to do the work. I think of people's initial reaction to that. And I always laugh. It's just like, Oh, uh, so we're going to pay you. And you leads, and then uh, yeah, you're gonna buy all the leads. And um, um, someone once said to me, "It's like, oh, so I'm basically like your VA." I'm yeah. like, nah, like not even close. It's, it's like, how do you expect to like, like, what do you think? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you. You're gonna ask me a bunch of questions, just like this, and then that's gonna help you. Or do you think if you actually did the work and I checked it? Yeah, right. I know you like, if you're always doing like a division problem, it's like I don't know, fifteen divided by three is five, and it's like, let me see your work. Like I know what the answer is. I don't have to look at your work, but like seeing how you think and are come to that conclusion would help me help you much more. Than, yeah, that's, that's I'm not buying your shit. Like it's just not because. No offense, like 90% of it's not going to be good. And yeah. that's just how you start. Like, that's how it is. And that's totally fine. Like, that's the best way to start. Yeah. And that's just like a really, um, how, do I, how do I say this nicely? Well, it's not like a principle. Like, back in the day, that's how it worked. Like, you were an apprentice. Like, my dad yeah. was like an apprentice to like one of the best friend chefs. And like, he did all the dirty work. He like showed up early, stayed late. I know that's like such a foreign concept right now. I'm not saying that you have to be my apprentice or anything like that, but it's like it's how you learn. Well, yeah. What if you? Well, if that was, it's just a such a. It's just really just like a non-intellectual way to look at things. Of like, well, he's going to take my leads, or it's like, well, dude, what about when you went to school? If if school was, if that's how it worked, then why wouldn't the teacher just read to you all day and then you just learn everything? Why is there tests? Why is there quizzes? Like. If that that is such a, it's just a low level of like intellect to look at type of things. Like I, I want as much feedback as possible. You know, if I just gave you everything, you, it's not possible for you to learn. 
Like that's just yeah. not the way it works. Or if there was a, if you went and, you know, went through a shift, like you're saying, or like, why wouldn't you think he's just going to go, why don't you just make all the things and give them to me? And now I know, like, no, you have to make it. And then feedback, that's just how the whole world works. But yeah, it's such a, that I've had people say that to me too. And I'm like, what do you mean? How are you? How do I know how good you are if you don't send me what you're finding? That it's not possible. And you, you paid me enough to trust me. You think I'm gonna steal your stuff? Yeah, like you said, I don't want your shit. Like most of the time, it sucks. And if it's good, then if it, there's enough of it, then yeah, we can buy it together, and no one else can have it. That that's fine. Yeah. I have one guy that he was like, he'll send me stuff now, and he's like not even in the program, but he still talks to me. And he's like, will you help me clear these out? And I'm like. Man, I would. I just don't really feel like buying them. But he's like, yeah, well, there's there's only this many left. I need you to get them so no one else gets them. And I'm like, maybe. But I haven't been buying this stuff. But usually there's enough for everybody to go around. But I'm not even going to buy it anyways. Like, that's just not the way it works. Yeah, and I think that's almost – I think that's one of the biggest holes, too, in the coaching. So I've done it both ways and kind of, like, shied away from kind of like, oh, send me the Ethan's in a sense. Because of, like, there was a couple of feedback like that. I'm like, oh, maybe that's good. But then the opposite happens. Like, you don't source. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, oh, yeah. I sourced, like, two two hours a day. It's like, well, to be honest, that's great. And it's like saying, oh, I went to the gym for two hours a day. Well, if I sat on the turf and, like, just texted Drew for two hours or actually lifted the weights and did the treadmill and did all this other stuff, like, that's a big difference, you know? And I always tell people, like, grab a timer or something and actually time, like, how long you're sourcing. So you'll be shocked. It's not as long as you think. For yeah, sure. Even, now that we're talking about this, I haven't even really thought about it for a while. Like, I have one right yes. here. It's, like, it's so helpful because, like, you're looking at it. But I haven't found anything. It's, like, it's been five minutes. I'm like, what yeah. do you expect? Like, oh, it's only ten minutes. And it's, like, and you just stared at the timer for, like, two minutes. So now we're down to about eight. Yeah, I mean, the, it just makes sense now that I'm thinking about this. I should have just done this with every person I ever coached. Just, like, send me this amount of ASINs, and then we'll go over them, and then you, like, tell me what you saw. That's the smartest way to do that type of thing. I guess I stopped doing it, too, because of the feedback of people being like, well, uh, what if you um, – now I just realized that's just stupid. I should have just shut that down and said, no, that's how we're going to do it. It's the same with, like, the thing I was saying about the Cosmic guy. It's like, well, why would I send you my letter? Why don't, what if you sent it to the company? It's like, dude, he doesn't want to do that. That's not the point. Why would you even pay someone that you don't trust enough to do that? that? That's like a crazy thing anyways. That's like a lack of ability on your side to think that someone's going to steal from you and you pay them. What? That's that's a complete counteract of what you're doing there. Like, if I actually my... did coaching again, I would so do it that way. And that'd be yeah, only... so I used to have an offering. It was like source with me and no one ever took me up on it. And it was like, I think it was, I don't know, like 250 bucks for two hours. We were literally just sorts together. And no one took me up on it. I was like, that's so weird. Like, why? Like, you don't think I would, like, pay to source with anyone, really. Because, like, it's not. And, yeah. it, and it was like, you get all the leads. Like, I'm not touching anything. I'm just basically going to watch you source and critique it. And, you know, you could have all the leads we find or whatever. And I think, yeah, if I had to do it again. Because I do think, now that I'm thinking about it, that eliminates everything. everything. Right, because really like, now you're not worrying about spend goal because you're not buying anything yet, so it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if it costs it that. Like we're just looking at ASINs here. Doesn't matter. So yeah, man, that, that was not. If I was to do that again, I'd be like, send me the ASINs. 
Um, cause then it's like so much easier. Cause then I can be like, yeah, don't buy this. Like you're going to get an IP alert or don't do this or don't do that. And it'd just be so much easier. And I think what's the biggest thing for me is it makes you put do in the work. Yeah. Right. Like it's, you just have to, when I went to the gym today, there's 10 different exercises I had to do and check off. It's not like, Oh, like just go to the gym. Right. It's like, Hey, we need 40 ASINs. Whether that takes you two hours or 40 hours, I don't care. We need 40. Yep. I and think that's going to do the 40. Then it's just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'd be like, where are the ASINs? And you're like, Oh, well I'm having trouble finding them. I think that is one of my favorite. Like, yeah, maybe I will do this in the new year. But I think like that, because I think a lot of the times it cuts down on, it makes you ask them questions. Like I, in this coaching call, I was just like, she's oh, I'm having trouble sourcing. I was like, well, what are you doing? And it was just like, well, I'm on all these leads lists. I'm like, okay, like a red flag number one, like we're going to drop all of those. Um, or it's all my listings are tanking. He's like, well, how do you source? Well, I'm buying everything from leads list. Problem number one, right? Like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm having trouble sourcing. I'm like, okay, like, go do this or reverse or do you keep a product finder? Is like, what are you doing? This Then I could walk you through, right? If you're like, oh, I'm using keep a product finder, blah, blah, blah. But, oh, have you tried this filter? Have you tried that filter? Have you clicked this box? Like, it just makes it for a much easier conversation. And I think a lot of that gets, that's probably why there's so much failure in it because it's just, it's frustrating when you first start. Yep. Just like, oh, that's actually such a good idea now because you could actually not even like buy anything and like you could have a whole education and you could literally have a list of ASINs that you could buy. Like if you just kind of built a list, I don't know. I I wish I would have. I wish I would have like thought about that now that I'm thinking about this because I did I cut that the first few months because of what you said all the feedback that you get the negative feedback but I don't want people being like oh he's stealing my leads like that's the yeah. last thing I need <laughs> yeah but it makes a lot of sense yeah and I think about it too I recently did a program to where you would post a certain type of content thing and then you the person would review the content and tell you this sucks this sucks this sucks and it's like that was a very easy way to automatically improve. And it's like, well, what sucked about this? Or why is this, where do I need to improve here? And it's just constant feedback, accountability type of thing. Yeah. I'm actually, maybe a lot of programs do that. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't joined any Amazon ones specifically, but my, I did that at the beginning. I, I didn't do it at the end, but that's a very smart thing to do. I think, I feel like 40 ASINs a week too is not that hard. Uh, should be pretty easy, especially when a lot of them are going to be wrong. There's one guy, um, Actually, I'll shout him out. Uh, Doctor FBA on Twitter is his name is Hamza. He joined my program. One of the first people to join, and uh, he was like kind of frustrated because he was sending me these ASINs and they were all bad. Like he would be like oh for forty on a lot of this stuff, and he's like, dude, I just I don't understand. You're not teaching me whatever it is. And this was like six, I guess nine months ago almost at this point. And by the way, this month he's at like 170k. The guy's like. Uh... But at one day, I just went over. I said, "Okay, we're going over every single one of these, and I'm going to tell you what's wrong with every one of them." Like something clicked right in the middle of them. He was like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like it doesn't have to be like this." And for the rest of the time, I probably went over thirty more aces with him since that day. 
because after that, he just didn't have many questions. He would send stuff that he was like, I'm pretty sure this is good. What are you thinking? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing, dude. He's like, yeah, then buy them with me. I'm like, I don't like, okay, fine. Like it just, sometimes it just takes a ton of reps and then you just understand like the, the one moment, like a lot of the, like making content online from the reels or the TikToks, you might go through so much stuff and then you eventually get to the point where you realize it's just all about the first five seconds. Like it's all about yeah. the title. It's all about the hook. It's all about the thumbnail. That's just like kind of what it is. And it just takes you a long time to really have that click for you. And I guess that's, that's probably a lot of the rate it is with like sourcing stuff like that as well. I think that's the nicer part about content though. I, I forgot who was saying this. Maybe it was Gary Diaz. Let's do an interview. Like for content, you know, right away. We we post a reel on the podcast page and we're texting. We're like, oh man, this thing is going or this thing's not going. And you just know it's like, all right, like we thought this was good, but obviously like Instagram did not or the people who saw it and just how it is. And sometimes it there's nothing else we could do with it. Other times it's like, yeah, that was kind of boring or that was stupid or whatever. But with Amazon, the feedback loop's a little longer. But I also think too, like another counter to that, so you go send me a list of 40 ASINs. It's like, or like, why don't you go buy those 40 and lose money on every single one? And who are you going to blame? Me. Yeah. Because I was your yeah. coach. And it's just like, like, no, like, that's not how it works. It's like totally subjective. It's like, oh, like I went to the gym and tried to bench 500 pounds. He'd be like, I didn't tell you to bench five. I told you to do bench press. You know what I mean? You just have to like, I don't know. We, this is so funny. This whole thing started with how can you build capital to make 10K a month on Amazon? Okay, moral of the story as we, we uh, give you this advice if you aren't making money on Amazon, find 50 to 100 ASINs per week and then pay someone that is good at Amazon to review those ASINs and just ask them that. Maybe you can create your own little coaching dynamic. Find somebody you like and you think that you know what they're talking about and say, hey, can I send you X amount per week and you video review them? I'll pay you this amount of money and then you will learn a ton. So there you yeah, go. I, I feel like the biggest argument to have is like, oh, they're going to know my store. They're going to know that. Who cares? If you're paying the right person, they don't give a shit. Like they're yeah, not they going to go after your store. They're not going to go after you. Like, I feel like that's like a big thing. Like your store is empty. You're getting yeah. started. Your store is empty. Like there's yeah. nothing to do. Like it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's just not a thing. If you're, you know, and plus for the most part, if I've like looked, I pretty much know everyone's store front by this point. Just a lot of times people send them to me like, oh, yeah. do you believe it's such and such a store? I'm like, Yep. Kinda, but <laughs> that's a that's a story for another day. But um, just like looking through that stuff, everyone has pretty much the same stuff. Yeah, I would it's say eighty percent of it is the same brands, the same type, the same brands that are like kind of sometimes issue IP alerts. It just really depends on the season. It, it's just the same stuff um, over and over. Maybe it's different flavors or this and that but for the most part it's kind of just the same yep 100 yeah you know i think maybe i'll maybe i'll start saying that you send me two dollars per asin and i'll just review them for you on video because i mean i think i text Dude, that's only 80 bucks yeah not bad at all but i could probably do it in like 20 minutes 30 minutes probably because a lot of them are going to be so bad that they're like not even it depends though on yeah if i don't know it'd take a while to go over 40 though 
I, I was doing them in like 40 minutes when I was doing calls. It oh, was yeah, like, it's like a, yeah, if you just go quick, yeah, if you could pull up, if you have a Keepa link or, yeah, Ethan link. Well, what will happen a lot of times when somebody's at the beginning and they're finding Ace, what I noticed is they'll send lots of the same type of thing. So if I've noticed it's the same uh, style of product or where they sourced it from, I'm like, okay, we can wipe off these seven because they all fall under the same thing you learned on this one. Like there was a specific scenario that I think everyone I've ever coached has asked me about. And I was like, this is bad. This, I call this X, whatever it was. Uh, actually, maybe somebody can figure this out. It's called a staircase. And I'm like, I don't like the staircase. So don't source the stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's just no good. Yeah. So it's like. Staircase after, doesn't keep all. <laughs> yeah. If, if, it's a, if it's a staircase. Break your leg on the staircase eventually. Yeah. So I'd say that. I'm like, if you, if you see a staircase, just never again. So that wipes out like 10. And then you just never find that one again. And there's just like little patterns. Because. Someone that, uh, a guy that I, I want to have him on here sometime, he is the guy I was talking about earlier that is like at 40, 50K profit this month. He'll make a ton. And he talks about how like the all the Keepa charts and all the analyzing these ASINs is just a ton of like pattern recognition and you're just memorizing yeah. little things. And if you have, now it takes like a lot. Some people just literally don't have the brain power to do this. So it takes more work. But if you have a high, you know, pattern recognition skill and you can do that stuff, you should be able to see a keep a chart and barely even look at it and know exactly what that keep a chart is. And you can group yeah. them into little boxes and stuff like that. But not everybody can do that type of thing. That's just literally you're just born with that. But yeah, that that's like a large part of it is the faster you can learn that stuff and the faster you can categorize different patterns and different charts in your brain. Yeah, and I think once you kind of have it down, you just go by brand, brand and like you were saying, just like, oh, on a parallel listing, this is usually what the, the Keepa is showing. Like when it shows this, like it's mostly going to drop, but that might not be the case for something in grocery or beauty. Yeah. It just takes a while to kind of learn that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, too, like this is probably going to be very unpopular. It's a crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. I've been on some Keepa charts that look amazing. There's been some keep it charts we've been on together and it just yep. falls off a cliff because it gets on a leads list or I don't know, maybe we missed something or whatever. It's just, it is what it is. And you just got to test by and just kind of learn, like you're saying, these patterns and you know, some, some of that stuff, it just comes from experience or talking to someone who's like done this before and just, you know, having someone be like, yeah, I, I remember when I first started, I hired someone and I was just like, oh, yeah, I thought I was like such a hot shot because I was in books. I'm like, oh, I have all this capital saved up. I'm like, oh, like, I want to map out a plan to do a million this year. And they were like nice enough not to like laugh in my face. Like I knew not. I was just a book teller. And they were just like, uh, you could do that. It's not likely. Um, but would you? Why don't I just like help you get started? I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Little did I know that like 20k was nothing, um, in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't know, maybe I think I was in that camp where I was like, because for books, it did mean that if you spend 20k on books, geez, you could really run it up like on sales because it's the total opposite. I didn't realize, yeah, coming from books, I was like, why do people have so many cash flow issues? Like, I don't understand. But then when I started doing my way, I was like, oh, okay, like I totally get it now. The stuff's more expensive, the margins are lower, but obviously it's a little bit more scalable. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's a lot of the, it's a, it is unfortunate that the, um, 
a lot, some of the Amazon stuff is just completely out of your control. Like I, I know a lot of guys like to say, um, like all you're doing is reading data, and I get that part. I agree with that. that like you're just it's data, for, but it's a lot, a little bit of it's out of your control because you're only competing on one thing when you're sourcing on Amazon, and that's price. You're not competing on marketing. You're not competing on anything else. There's nothing you can do to influence that except for the how much you buy it for. And if someone jumps on the listing with a bunch of fakes, they obviously have it for a less price than you. If they find a supplier that gives it to them for half the price you did, there's nothing you can do about that. There's just certain things that are completely out of your control. If it gets put on a leads list, then you just have a bunch of people that don't really understand margin and they need their money back for their leads list or their credit cards. So they have to tank it because the only thing you worry about is the price. So yeah, some of it is just out of your control. And if you if you end up getting on listings and you're like, well, I thought this was perfect and now it's not, sometimes it's just out of your control. Like, look at the offer count. That almost tells all the story. Yeah. Uh, or all you need to look at is the buy box seller and the offer count. If the offer count is spiked up, something bad's happened. Somebody's gave your stuff away on a leads list or whatever. And if there's someone on the buy box and it's just a huge Chinese name and they have five thousand in stock. You're probably screwed there too. That happens a lot. Amazon doesn't really help you there. It's just a fake seller that gets on and just scams a bunch of people on there. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Or you get one of these big companies on, the wholesale companies that just get all these products for nothing and they undercut the price. And you're like, well, I paid for that, that price. How are they selling it for that? It's just how it works. They get better deals than you. And like I said, you're only competing on price. So there's not much you can do there. Yeah, I totally agree. I do still think Amazon is by far one of the easiest ways in the next year to make 10 grand profit easily. But yeah, it's just, yeah. What do you want to close with? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else? No, I think we just went over a bunch. If someone listens to all that, that's one that you can rewatch. There's lots of sauce. Yeah, in there. There's a ton of that. Bottom line is it really just comes down to being consistent. I think, uh, putting in the work, getting help, seeking help, um yeah and just kind of knowing i think i'll say this for closing in terms i know this sounds like a big pitch even though we don't offer coaching so just keep that in mind everyone uh before we get killed um but i feel like that is one under you always just have to look at things as an investment like if you don't think it's worth to pay and you don't have to pay a couple thousand dollars there's like four or five hundred dollar courses two hundred Whatever you feel comfortable with, if you almost don't feel like it's worth the while to spend that, then maybe this isn't like kind of the opportunity for you. Because um, nothing's easy. You could always figure it out yourself um, and try that route. But if you kind of want to do it quicker, and I feel like if you're working a nine to five or something and you're short on time, like the last thing you want to do is spend that time that you're short on just kind of researching and doing all this other stuff. Even most people would do a consulting call for like 200, 300 bucks, probably less than that. Um, but like, if you could just spend that to just be like, hey, this is what I have. What do you think my next move should be? And just follow what that person says. You'd be 10 times ahead of where you would be if you started on your own. Yep. And another thing, when if you're, you've got this far and you're listening, you're like, well, who should don't message and say, well, who should I pay? I'm not going to recommend anyone because I think it's largely dependent on who you are. So the people that I, people that have signed up for my stuff in February, we still get on calls today. Like they'll just book ones randomly through the week. And it's not even like consulting. They just talk to me about life, that type of thing, because they paid 
for me because they related to my personality and they thought I was competent with Amazon. You need to find someone that you're competent with. If you are a 38-year-old dude, I probably wouldn't pay a 19-year-old that is driving around Lambo or whatever. Like, don't that that's not the personality. You want to find someone like you or, or like what that you relate to, that type of thing. So you can have more of a relationship with them. And then that's just gonna make them more invested in your success. Like if you talk to me every week, I'm gonna be way more invested into you being successful than if you're just some random person that I'm just churning in the wheel, which a lot of these programs are. So make sure that you relate to the person that you're talking to and don't ask me for any recommendations because I will not recommend anyone in this space. Now, if, if you're if you growing into it, I feel like a really good point here is like if you think this person's a scam or what they're doing, like that's not the right person for you. That's like a tall tell sign. If you're going into something being like, oh, I think this is BS or this or that, like it's not gonna work for you. So if you're if you're not finding that opportunity, um definitely keep looking because there's tons of people out there. Um and then another thing, another, this is a huge pro tip because I, I did this when I first started. I had a very low price for my program. And the reason I even started it is because I had so many DMs, people saying, do you do coaching? Do you do mentorship? And then I'm like, well, I don't want to charge a lot and I'm going to provide a bunch of value because that's the best way to do it. Well, if you can find someone that had the mindset of me when I started of they would love the extra money and they really want to help you. And you can kind of negotiate with them to say, Hey, how about I pay you this for this amount of time? They don't have an offer. So they don't have a program they promote. It's just, you can kind of ask them what they want. That's probably going to get you way more value because they're probably going to only be working with you. And then you're going to develop a relationship with them, whatever it is. And you might be able to get that for like two or three grand, which is very cheap in the long run compared to like a lot of these programs. Like if, if somebody wanted to work with me right now, I'd probably charge 10 K just because I really don't want to do it. So you'd have to really pay me a lot and I, like, it'd just be a lot of money. So I'll work with somebody that's small, that's really hungry. That's really in the game and just be like, Hey, can I pay you this amount? And you just mentor me for the next like three months or whatever. Cause you can probably work out a pretty good deal with people. It doesn't have to be some, you go through a sales process and all this stuff, just message some random dude, like somebody that you relate to, somebody that you like, you're a fan of them or whatever it is and go that way. That's like a huge hack instead of just, getting in a big funnel and then going that way. Yeah, last last key tip I would say <laughs> is when you do get DM or you DM someone, always ask to pay. Most of the time they won't charge you. Mm-hmm. If you're like, hey, can we get on a free call? Like, I'm not saying this might come out the wrong way. Usually <laughs> those free calls that I've done all are terrible. And that's yeah. just, like, they're just not serious. Or someone's like, hey, like, do you do coaching or do you consulting or whatever? I'd like to book a call. Those people, you just know they're serious and they're about to like take action. And it will just set you apart. And I know a ton of people, like some of the bigger, bigger sellers, well, smaller sellers who sent them that DM. I'm not saying this is going to happen. They just took a call with them for free. Yeah. A lot of times, like, oh, I watch your YouTube. I did this. I did that. I started this. Do you have consulting? I'm stuck here. That's like, Oh, what's up, man? Like, how's it going? Yeah, let's hop on a call. Yep. But that won't happen every time, but that will happen. It will inevitably, if you do that enough, like people are just going to want to help you if they can recognize that you're, you know, don't, don't ask me because I won't, but (laughs) John might blow him up. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, we'll close out the show. Let us know what you think in the comments. Please like, subscribe, tag us on instagram take a video of this we will share it and we'll see you guys in the next episode peace peace